Microsoft hits a home run, Xbox is banning consoles, and the future of Surface, it's a little dicey. Happy Friday, friends! It's Friday, which means it's a good day. It's a good day of the week. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. We got a lot of news out of Camp Microsoft, and there's just there's just a lot to talk about here in a late July Friday as we're starting to... It feels like the second half of summer, but I guess technically it's still kind of the first half. Um, but you know what? We're careening through the hottest months, at least in the northern hemispheres. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. Let's just dive into the news because Microsoft dropped their earnings this week and they they pretty much knocked it out of the park in most areas so top level numbers here revenue of 56.2 billion dollars which is an astronomical amount of money uh increased eight percent net income net income is the amount of dollar dues that get put into the bank account after all expenses are paid was 20.1 billion dollars an increase of a mere a mere, and I'm joking there, of 20%. That is a huge year-over-year -year growth. Uh, some high-level numbers again here. Microsoft 365 consumer su subscribers grew to 67 million. LinkedIn revenue increased 5%. Xbox content and services revenue increased 5% as well. Windows OEM revenue decreased 12%. And Surface revenue dropped 20%. Percent That is year-over-year, -year, and that's honestly not on a great previously comparable year. And so... Yeah, Surface is, Surface is doing a Surface thing. I don't think Microsoft is going to be killing the Surface brand. I, I think there's too much invested. Like, I mean, they're great products. Like, here's a Surface Book 3 I use literally every time you see me on front of this camera. Like, it's, it's a good device. Uh, but I think they're just running into just issues where overall the PC market has been down. And so, I've, like, talking with people internally, it actually sounded like Microsoft uh, was a little bit more optimistic about, you know, being only down only 20% because that seems less than the industry average. So on one hand, it's like, we only dropped 20%. But on the other hand, it's like, you still dropped 20%. And it's not exactly a huge volume business for Microsoft either way. Uh, but the question becomes, is like, is Surface in trouble? Because let's be honest here, like year over year declines like that. We're hearing that the Surface Duo is, you know, this is the Duo 1. The Duo 2 may not be getting upgrades and duo 3 doesn't look like it's happening surface neo isn't really happening the surface uh the proper surface studio which you can't see it's right off screen i have one right over here uh is is not coming back in the surface laptop studio i believe is going to get refreshed later this year i think we might also see a surface go laptop refresh might be on the agenda as well uh there's going to be some ai qualcomm stuff but I'm, it, it feels like microsoft is pulling back on the bigger bets in the hardware space and i think it's primarily because the margins aren't there the business is has effectively matured at this point and it doesn't look like it's going to be a huge area of growth. Now, again, people are going to interpret this as saying Surface is dead. I don't believe Surface is dead. I think Microsoft, as noted by Amy Hood on the call, on their earnings call, that they're going to be focusing on higher margin product realistically means that they're just going to keep the things around that actually make sense. So Surface Pro, I think, is sticking around because that's like the iconic Surface thing. And then we'll see like a Surface Laptop, the Surface Studio, and maybe the Go is kind of somewhere in the... The tablet go version i'm not so sure about but the laptop go seems like it might be sticking around too and that just might be the product line for microsoft rev the chips keep the same kind of style and design and just keep moving forward so if you've been looking for sort of crazy off-the-wall styling or functionality uh from a hardware perspective those days might be behind us a little bit now you might argue that the service laptop studio which is a great laptop that is what i take on the road 
has a crazy form factor. It kind of does, but it's not like the it's not like some of the other things we saw, like the Duo and the Neo and that kind of stuff, if you know what I mean. Or even just the proper studio that had that whole rotating display. And so uh, I hope Surface continues to do well. Surface is like the generally speaking, the PC brand that I recommend. It's like just go get a Surface laptop. It is vanilla as the day is long. There's nothing fancy about it, but it's just nice. It's just simple and clean. Uh, although there have been some reliability issues over the year. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled about what's happening at Camp Surface. Uh, but again, look for updates here likely in this fall. Uh, full year review. So if you want to kind of take a recap, remember this is my end of Microsoft's fiscal year. Microsoft had overall revenue for the whole year, uh, their whole fiscal year, I should say, of $211.9 billion. So $212 billion, roughly, increased 7%. But here's the important number. Here is the important number. Net income on a full year basis, $72.4 billion or more than one Activision acquisition. So you figured you were going to get away through a podcast without talking about Activision. There's your little, there's your little uh, name drop because Microsoft made more net income last year than they're spending in a, in this year uh, on their Activision. Other things pointing out the the Wall Street, which isn't always a great barometer for everything, uh, was a little surprised that there wasn't AI revenue mentioned uh, this time around. But like AI stuff just was was just released. It's thirty dollars per user per month. It's not cheap. And of course, we're not going to see that revenue show up. Uh, Microsoft was providing guidance that, hey, we're like at least six months away from any material AI revenue starting to show up. So there you go. Uh, speaking of that $30 per month per user, because there wasn't a podcast last week, that is a lot of money for a single user of AI. We've been hearing time and time again, I, I've heard it internally and externally for that matter, that these AI uh, computations or sometimes referred to as a transaction, meaning you search something and then you know the GPUs spin up, if the thing happens and then you get your information back, is, ex is very expensive. And not to mention, Microsoft is really pushing this as the premium of the premium. And so it's $30 per month per user, likely on top of things you're already paying for. And some of the justification here is that Microsoft believes that this will help be uh, improve productivity significantly. And you have to imagine that the, the only way this makes sense for a lot of companies is if you can justify by having so many number of users running AI that you don't have to hire another person because employees are expensive. And so this should make things more efficient. That narrative is to be determined. Yes, AI can do a lot of cool things, but nothing, at least yet, truly replaces the ability of an actual human. And so anyways, there you go. Uh, Microsoft is finding itself in a bit more of hot water in the EU when it comes to Microsoft Teams. The TLDR on this is that Microsoft bundling Teams with other Office products may have given them an unfair advantage. Now, whether or not you agree with that statement is up to you because you can make an argument that Microsoft has always had communication products within the Office portfolio, including Link and then uh, Skype for Business. And so Teams was just an evolution of that. However, uh, bundling is a very scary thing, and it's a very scary word when it comes to regulatory concern, because if you only were able to obtain growth by bundling it to something else and potentially increasing pricing because of it, that is looked down upon heavily when it comes to regulatory action. We will see Microsoft and, and the EU are a long way away from this. Uh, it's not quite sure how this would work. Let's say that they are found to be doing anti-competitive practices. Mind you that this complaint was brought up by Slack. 
what does Microsoft do? Do they take Teams and then say, let's say you're paying $10 a month. Now Teams is $5 a month and your other office productivity stuff is $5 a month. That might be where they go. Of course, Microsoft's going to love that because they've already won. Let's be honest here. They have what, three hundreds of millions of monthly active users uh, running Teams. I thought it was 300, but I can't recall if that's correct. Doesn't matter. It's hundreds of millions are using Teams every day. They're going to continue to pay for it. Now Microsoft has two different things they can change the pricing of, and so maybe they win that way. I don't know if that's what they will do. We will see. This is the one to watch. I think uh, is most likely to land Microsoft in like serious hot water. Not the Activision stuff, but the, the Teams and bundling and that sort of thing. Uh, Microsoft is making its Bing chatbot available in Chrome and Safari. That artificial limitation was done just to try to boost probably edge adoption, but now Chrome and Safari users can do it. Also, there's a Bing dark mode, I believe, that is rolling out if you've been losing your eyesight over, I don't know, not having dark mode. That is about to change. Uh, Microsoft is also now kind of officially, we heard this previously, but now it's now it's for realsies that Microsoft is gonna be swapping out the mail client in Windows starting in 2024. Actually, if you're on some of the insider channels, you're already seeing it show up, which is, I, I don't like the new mail client. That's just me. I like the very simple, basic built-in mail apps. And now I've got to find another one. And uh, yeah, so there you go. On to the gaming news, because if that tech dump wasn't enough, gaming has got a lot going on as well. Xbox dashboard rolling out now. So Microsoft uh, announced this dashboard, which is up on the screen here, is now rolling out to everybody. They've been testing it on through the Xbox Insider programs. Not a dramatic overhaul, but it's more... I like Microsoft calls it the new uh, dashboard. I call it more of like the refined dashboard because it doesn't look significantly different. You basically got your shortcuts at the top and then the game icons are smaller so you can see more of that background. And that's really about it. There's no HDR. There's no really new functionality. It's just sort of moving the deck chairs around, making it a little smaller, making things a little bit more uh, maybe eyeball friendly at the end of the day. On a more serious note though, Xbox is starting issuing temporary bans to consoles. If you got caught up in the in the craze recently of putting an emulator on your retail console, I you might want to go ahead and quickly remove that. There's been a lot of uh, screenshot surfacing, and Microsoft clearly is not happy that emulators are showing up on their console uh, in the retail format for various reasons. One, it's a huge liability. Someone's going to make an argument that, no, Brad, it's not a liability. But I'll tell you what, Microsoft is not going to be taking any sort of risks when it comes to IP protection and its partners. And so, yeah, uh, if you are running homebrew uh, emulators and that sort of stuff on your retail box, I didn't say dev box. I believe right now it's only impacting retail boxes. Be very, very careful. Uh, Microsoft also revealed its final games with gold lineup this week. That is that. That is correct, my friends. Final games with gold. So 3D platformer, Blue Fire, uh, Inertial Drift, and uh, these will be free to claim up until August 31st. Remember, games with gold is going away. Actually, the Xbox Live branding is going away too to become Xbox Core or Xbox Game Pass core and uh, games with gold will be going away in favor of some titles from game pass now being available on that core subscription so there you go uh, xbox alpha and alpha skip ahead insiders can now test a new controller mapping option so what this allows you to do is to bind keyboard keys to the xbox i believe it's the elite controller initially um, because it has additional buttons so if that's if that's appealing to you there you go. Other big industry news, you know, from Camp Sony. Sony crossed 40 million units sold since launch, which is a big deal. Now, Microsoft has not officially released numbers, but we do have these numbers right here. 
uh, which were well, accidentally confirmed. So Microsoft, this was earlier in the spring, said 21 million plus consoles sold. So as I've noted, and I'll say it time and time again, the goal for Microsoft, in my opinion, was to close the gap of two to one. And it does look like Microsoft has closed that gap from two to one, considering 21 million uh, was from a, a little bit ago. It does not include the latest quarters. We can probably guesstimate it's probably somewhere maybe around 23, 25 million, something like that. And so Microsoft has closed that gap again. Sony is the dominant player in this gaming segment. And uh, yeah, that is, that, that is the case. That's what the numbers support. So there you go. On to the questions of the week. Always my favorite part. Always my, I don't know. Okay. I'm in a good mood. In a good mood. Cadgart says, B to the rad. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Cadgart. He says, with the recent news of them taking it away, aren't you happy? I will stop asking about Game Pass friends and family. Um, yes and no. Like, I want Game Pass friends and family to come back. I want it to be a thing. But Microsoft has killed it. And there's no indication of when it's coming back. I don't know. Microsoft is not interested in lowering the price of the average selling price of Xbox Game Pass, especially on the heels of closing that massive acquisition. And they got to keep the prices up and friends and family plan doesn't really appear to be there. Uh, second question, he says, is there anything you'd like to see change ooh, with the Xbox controllers in regard to features? Well, we already got USB Type-C. That, that was a big one. I'd love just some more robust controllers. Stiff drift is still a, a, an issue uh, on some things. I would love, like, the thing that I would love to see in, say, an Elite uh, Series, the next-gen Elite Series 3, if you will, I'd actually love replaceable thumbsticks so i have my elite series 2 is actually over by my console i'm looking around like i can grab it so i have mine tensioned all the way i like it really taut i like it I like it's stiff and they're getting a little loose like the, the series 2 is a great controller I, I really i use it every time i play xbox but i'd love to be able to just swap out those actual analog sticks i have zero idea how easy that would be from a modular component perspective sort of thing you can already change the thumb sticks you can tighten them but i the, the springs in there I'm, which i'm assuming is what it's using when you're tightening that screw they're starting to show their age and so that would be one thing that i would uh, love to say other things I would also love on the, this is really personal, on the Elite Series, the, the design lab for the Elite Series 2, I would go spend money on this if the color wasn't terrible. The orange that they have is not, I would love a Cincinnati, I'm a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. And the orange and black combo that you can make with the Elite Series 2 through their design lab is nowhere near the orange specifically, the Cincinnati Bengals color. So give me a better orange would be... One thing I'd love to see change too, because then I go buy a Cincinnati Bengals themed one. So, uh, and then he also says a few weeks ago, Microsoft had another round of layoffs, most likely affecting sales training teams that came from the old Microsoft stores. I'm previous if I'm curious, previous stores employees. I'm curious if oh, if we'll ever want to see one of your experience. What was it like here? Uh, so he's asking about other employees who worked in the store. What was the like? You know, what, what was the end experiencing like? Um, Actually, I'd love to know too. Like, how did Microsoft shut these things down? What did they tell you? What was the communication on the on a bit of not great side? I think there there might be more layoffs coming at Microsoft. That's kind of the whisper in the wind, if you will, uh, that we will potentially see more of that. So, next question comes from Mister PKI. He says, "Is it true the Surface Phone, the Surface Duo Phone, is dead? No V3, or is that just a random rumor? I think it is dead." Uh, it, I've heard, and I cannot explicitly confirm that there's like really not many people left on the duo team, and which would 
indicate that's why we're not going to see Android updates and we're not going to see an X version. And I don't, I don't think we're going to see another duo. So, and the Joe Finn wrapping it up for the week says, do you think the Windows team will ever adopt a more transparent approach of to tackling bugs or at least buggy APS? Mr. Mr. Joe Finn or the Joe Finn, I would love for them to be more serious about their APIs for many, many reasons, because that's at Stardock, that's a lot of what we do through many of our products like Start 11, Fences and Multiplicity. Those APIs are critical and being more transparent about it would be super duper helpful. On the bug side, I don't think so. Uh, the, the Windows team just kind of, for lack of better terms, just kind of feels like a shell of what it used to be. And so it doesn't really feel like it. it from Microsoft's perspective, the lowest performant business unit is the more personal computing. And someone's saying, what's in more personal computing? Well, let me tell you, uh, it is Windows, it is Surface, it is Xbox, and I believe it's Bing and Search and that kind of stuff. It, is, it was the lowest growth business unit in Microsoft by a pretty decent margin. Now, on the other hand, Microsoft is also making its biggest investment ever in that particular unit, right? Activision. That is a $70 billion transaction that will feed into that more personal computing, probably to try to grow that business unit. That would be the expectation. However, Windows is a great annuity for Microsoft. It'll make a certain amount of billions of dollars every single year, but the growth there, which Microsoft has tried to chase, just doesn't really appear to materialize. That's why we see more ads. They're just trying to maintain the status quo and offset some of that uh, Windows OEM revenue dropping as well. So we will see. We will see. I love Windows. Windows is my favorite platform probably by far. It's it's kind of how I got into doing what you see here. While a lot of the stuff is Xbox related, that was tangential to me just enjoying Windows. And so I, uh, I've been watching Windows for a long, 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 long time, my friends. And that was a long, 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 long exit and outro for this podcast. So as always, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me. Thank you.